and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of brave adventurers with too many board games. I'm Elena, your musician, and I'm joined by... Justin, also known as Legolas. Uh, the stout dwarf Gimli Adam. Gimli Adam? Shit, did yeah. I say my real name? Uh, Tom. No, you did not. Tom. Tom. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, this will be weird. Nothing new there. Uh, This is a board game podcast uh, where we play games in our collections and then talk about them, give them a bit of a review. And uh, today we are talking about The Lord of the Rings, colon, Journeys in Middle-Earth, which is a uh, game, I think it's from Fantasy Flight. It is from Fantasy Flight. Uh, And I think it is kind of in the vein of Descent, uh, which is kind of, I think, where the Journeys in comes from. So... I think it sort of borrows from that system. Uh, It is a game where you uh, put dudes on a map, move them around, uh, try to to complete your quest. This one uh, is spicy because it comes with an app, uh, much in the same way as Mansions of Madness comes with a a thing that is sort of guiding you through an overarching story. Justin owns this one, so I'm going to pass it over to him to give you the back of the box blurb, and uh, then I'll, I'll scoot into an overview. All right, bear with me. This one is a little lengthy. The Lord of the Rings journeys into Middle-earth. Remember, not all those who wander are lost. It's a dangerous business, Frodo. Going out your door, you step on the road. If you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing when you might be swept off to. Bilbo Baggins. Journeys in Middle-earth is a fully cooperative board game of fantasy and adventure for one to five players. You and your friends take on the roles of the heroic characters from J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. Traveling through Middle-earth, to battle villainous foes, make courageous choices, and fight against the evil that threatens the land. When an immersive campaign featuring branching narratives, multiple side quests, and a procedural map generation system, Journeys in Middle-Earth is continually surprising and highly replayable. Throughout the game's interwoven scenarios, you must work together to unravel mysteries, fight enemies, and further the story as you protect Middle-Earth from encroaching darkness. Adventure awaits only those who are bold enough to seek it. Gather your friends, pack your bags, and find your fortunes with journeys in Middle Earth. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find like a one and a half minute thing of pan flute music to put underneath that. Oh Oh, yes. (laughs) He has DMCA free pan flute music. (laughs) Boy oh boy, my specialty. Let me send you a link. (laughs) Oh yeah, baby. All right, uh, Journeys in Middle-Earth, or yeah, I'll just keep calling it Journeys in Middle-Earth, um, is, a uh, is like Justin said, cooperative. We played it on Tabletop Simulator, uh, so it was like, as much as it's probably automated through the application that you, uh, that you download normally, it is super-duper automated in the version that we played, so I'm not entirely sure what the setup looks like in a lot of the cases, but the way the game works, and this is, this is going to be a, a kind of a bad over review i'm gonna say because we played like the first couple of missions which uh there's i I think there's two flavors essentially there's like this overworld map uh journey that you that you take when you're embarking on a quest and then you go into like a battle map usually as like a, a second stage in your quest and these will sort of chain together to create a campaign as was mentioned on the back of the box the way it works is that you start your campaign by picking one of your characters so 
uh, I went with uh, a nice nice elf lady uh, who plays a banjo, no, harp, plays a harp, and uh, is the musician of the group. And you wouldn't think that a musician uh, would turn out to be a bloodthirsty psychopath, but you'd be wrong. Uh, we also had Gimli, who is our stalwart warrior, and Legolas, who is like uh, our just like tree climbing sniper. You pick your, your characters that you're going to be playing, uh, you gather up your cards, because everything in this game, like what, what you're trying to, the way you do skill challenges and stuff, and as well as your like special abilities are generally found in this like deck of cards that you are going to have available to you, which have your like special abilities, as well as they have symbols in the top left hand corner, which become important when you do skill challenges. Uh, you'll also gather up like your starting equipment, which for Elena, 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 whatever, uh, was like a harp a dagger and uh, and a cloak and these have words on them which generally tell you like oh uh for the harp it was like oh if you start in a square with uh with people or with a hero that doesn't have any inspiration you get to give them inspiration which is cool because inspiration can get used for a lot of different things um usually it's like found on cards but you can also sub them in for like successes on skill challenges and stuff like that so that's actually quite handy so uh, there i was uh playing my harp everywhere i could go and just regaling everyone with music while we were trying to like sneak into a goblin encampment which you know if you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense everyone gathers up their starting equipment we fired it into the app uh and then we were off to the races where it just basically tells you how to set your game up and our first mission was to go find a bunch of bandits uh because there's been some people stealing shit and that's not cool and uh, we, we had we were tasked with going down there and putting the boots to them uh so the way that works is it'll tell you in the overworld style they've got like these hex uh hex groups i'm gonna call them like uh like the tiles are sort of like uh, groups of hexes uh and these have numbers on them so the app will tell you to like slot these ones together you'll put some tokens down uh it will give you like a description of each thing that to sort of give you some flavor so it'll be like oh you're you know this section is a nice meadow uh that has a, a lonely hut a- in it and uh and it will also say like but there's also a dead body there and it'll put like a search token down and and uh, you, you go through sort of following the instructions of this app, setting everything up, putting down uh, darkened areas with the exploration tokens as well as um, search tokens and stuff. And then the game progresses as such where everybody is cooperating. So you just pick who who you want to go first. That player gets to do... Oh, I missed something. I missed the scouting. So at the beginning of every round, uh, you get to do what's called scouting. Uh, and I, I don't know if this, is, this changes throughout the game, uh, but... It, when we were playing, it was generally like Scout 2. Uh, so you refresh everything and then you Scout 2, which means you take the top two cards off your deck and you look at them. And you can prepare one of those cards, which means that it is available for you for un- until you discard it, basically. These can have things on them which are like, you know, oh, discard this and just do a bunch of damage to somebody. Or it can be discard this and uh, pass one success on a skill challenge. You can then decide out of those two cards whether you want to put them back on the top or on the bottom of your deck or some combination of that. Um, And then you go on and you decide who you want to go first. Uh, That person then gets two actions available to them. And you sort of just use those two actions to either move, which lets you move a couple of spaces around, which are uh, sort of confusing, like squiggly lines denoting areas that you can go through. uh, So you can like move two two spaces uh, in, in this overworld map. And then you can like search or get into a fight or whatever. But generally, like when you start off, you're searching and you... Uh, pop it into the app and it'll give you a story as to what's going on and then generally it will give you some sort of skill challenge skill challenges are 
generally the heart of the game uh, because that is what you do anytime you want to get into a fight or anytime that you want to search for something or interact with stuff, you're going to be doing a skill challenge. It will ask you uh, to do a particular um, stat. Uh, so everybody has like might or wisdom or wit, and they have different numbers for that. And those numbers are what are those numbers are how many cards you're going to flip over. And then you're going to look at the symbols and figure out how many successes you have for like more difficult checks. You might have to get a couple of these like success symbols or pay inspiration or use skills to be able to get them. Um, other skill challenges don't tell you how many you need and you sort of just need to like blow through your resources hoping that you're going to get enough and then there's combat which is essentially the same thing as every other skill challenge except it's a murderer skill challenge and you're trying to do a bunch of damage which generally which generally you initiate through uh, one of the weapons you have so i had a dagger and if you get like one success then it does like two damage and if you do two successes it does like three damage and something else and every uh every every enemy on the on the board will have like their health being tracked through the app so you just sort of punch it in how much damage you do and then you know when you kill them you get inspiration sometimes you get items you get like lore as you go through these things which i'm told is like a way to upgrade your characters and upgrade your equipment as you go on you'll be gathering experience and stuff as you go through these campaigns but in general like the overworld map is you're spending actions everybody gets two to move around search these tokens look at what the app is telling you do skill challenges until until you you get to what you're going for uh every round that you spend doing this thing will uh make the world suck more um so as you go through like this meter will fill up and you'll hit these milestones as you go through uh which will generally like pop orcs out of stuff or spawn spiders and they'll come and start trying to kick your ass uh, so you'll need to deal with those and if you get to like the predefined number of threat you will just straight up lose so you don't really want to be like dawdling around too long but there are some ways to make the threat meter go down which is you know when you find stuff you can search through it and uh, maybe it'll help you out right um so that's generally the overworld um did i miss anything terribly important there justin mm. Not really, no. It's, yeah, it's the primary actions of moving, interacting, and sometimes interacting can be with a weapon to an orc's head. Yeah, and some of the weapons are, like, ranged, and so they can be done from, like, one space away. You've got keywords all over the place, so I'm not going to worry about those too much. Oh, I guess one thing to note is um, in the, sort of, the journey map, in, in general, the maps will start off with just one or two tiles, and then as you explore, things keep getting added on. So you're never too sure, you know, how big the world is going to be in this little area. So it keeps a little bit of, you know, suspense. In general, you're going to be exploring through this, uh, through these, you know, ever growing number of tiles and areas that you have to go through until you find your goal. In this case, we were searching for the bandits. Uh, we found the bandits, we kicked the shit out of the bandits, but they weren't the, the actual bandits. There was more bandits. There was more like a, a bandit fortress somewhere. So we had to go find that. Uh, and once you, once we found that, it switched over to the next level. So th it's at that point you can kind of say like well are we done here or do you want to keep going and if you're done no hard feelings the app doesn't care it'll just save it and you can come back later if you want to keep going then it busts out the battle map which is like a uh, square tiles slapped together 
in a in a certain configuration that it tells you. And this is where you're just going to be like slugging it out with a bunch of creatures and in general like finding the big bad and making sure that you don't get overwhelmed. And these will generally like work the same way as the overworld map where there'll be stuff put down which you can interact with. There's like things like bonfires and uh, boulders and stuff which affect how some of your skill challenges go. Um, there's like threat tokens that you can interact with which do different things. So like in our example or in our game, there was a portcullis that we could lower. And so like Adam and I like busted our asses over to there to make sure that there wasn't going to be more reinforcements. Interacting with that was a skill challenge, which made the threat go down so that we weren't going to get overwhelmed quite as fast. Um, and then sort of building up until you find the big baddie uh, in the same way, like there's still search tokens, there's still stuff to interact with. And you just go through, find that stuff and then, you know, kick the shit out of them. Um, but it's a, like a lot smaller of a space and I think there's not as much uh, ex- room to explore. It's more about the combat. You know what you're there to do. You're there to kick the crap out of Golgabar or whatever his name was. Um, and so I, I, like we, that, that part of the game took like an hour and the journeys side of things took more like an hour and a half. So we played through two of these adventures and like the gameplay never really changes like the map style kind of does. And, um, there's like different things to interact with depending on where you are. But in general, the, the gameplay is, you know, every turn you, shuffle up your deck you get to scout a certain number of cards which lets you prepare stuff which lets you sort of decide what you want to do like my character had a lot of healing spells justin's character had a lot of murder by arrow spells um and and so we were just like you know working working through through that trying to decide whether we wanted to like go and be more defensive you know sort of so you prepare those things put things on top of the bottom of your deck go do your actions search through things i don't know maybe kill some works and just try to get through what the app is telling you to do um I don't really know what else to say, because again, there's like keywords abound in this damn thing, um, but it all generally boils down to uh, when you want to do a thing with an item or whatever, you do the skill challenge that's associated with it, which corresponds to you flipping stuff off the top of your deck, maybe losing some of your prepared cards to be able to help pass those challenges, getting rid of your uh, inspiration to be able to help pass those challenges, and just you know generally walking around these maps and uh, beating up orcs. Um, at the end of the game, I think there is, uh, there is more to it. So as you go through the campaign, you will accrue titles, which are cards that get added to your deck. You will be able to purchase new and exciting cards to add into your deck, uh, more items. You can upgrade your items, all that sort of stuff. Um, so we played a very, very small piece of what is supposed to be an overarching campaign. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's generally how it works without going into too much like fiddly detail. I already feel like this explanation was way too long, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there and take yeah. a breath. Sometimes a lot of games can uh, be boiled down to well, what do I do? You know, you got two actions: just do a thing. Do you want to do a move thing or a look thing? That's about it. There, explain the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll just cut out all of what I just said and just make this real. A real short one. Yeah. Oh, what do you do? Oh, just just move or do a thing. Interact. The fun for me in this is just like goofing around with your friends, pretending that you're the musician, uh, cracking jokes, giving people help actions. You know, just being a just being a good party member. I'm just a real good team player, you know? And uh, I don't know if there's anything, like, wildly innovative about this, 
game in particular, but it is like in the vein of very well done, like miniature games where you roam around a map and beat the shit out of stuff. Um, and I, I always find myself, I've got a real soft spot for these things. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if my like opinion is, uh, is to be taken super seriously, but like, I, I, I love these kinds of things, you know, um, Lord of the Rings is not super high on my list of like fan, fan geekery, but I do like the series. Like I'm, I've, I've known, like I've, I read the Hobbit long ass time ago in like elementary school. It's been a part of my DNA for a long time. Um, you know, and, and so just being able to play in this world and sort of imagine yourself as part of a, part of a little group, just like wandering around beating the shit out of orcs is it was a really good time. I really enjoyed playing this game. And uh, and yeah, I didn't find it too overly fiddly. Like there was, you know, there's a lot of keywords and stuff. But because you can only really do like a couple of things, like out of your deck, you're not, uh, you're not pulling four cards off and being like inundated with like 16 different keywords that you have to worry about. You like pick one, you can put that in your thing. Or you can just get rid of all the cards entirely and just say, I don't deal with any of this shit. Um, and like you either go to a symbol and figure out what's going on there and follow what the app tells you, or you go find an orc to go kick the shit out of, or, you know, get the shit kicked out of you. And like the, the combat is simple enough. You know, you go in and you initiate a contest with them. And if you kill them, great. If you don't, they generally have a, have a chance of, you know, taking it, taking one out on you. Um, and there's a few things in there about how like, oh, you know, orcs can only, or enemies can only attack one person at a, you around so if you go in and you start a fight with somebody and they fight you back they can't go and fight somebody else but because it's all contained within the application like you don't have to worry about it it just says you know this orc does a thing or these two goblins move one and then one of them gets an extra activation because of some role that it's doing Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about all this like fiddly nonsense that you tend to have to deal with when you're playing a co-op game yeah i mean for for all the flack that app-based games get one thing i just love about them is that they handle all the little fiddly bookkeeping because i think if, if you were to play a game like this without the app and having to have somebody play sort of the bad guy at a certain point you know he it relies on with the app i think it can rely on kind of keeping things balanced kind of acting like a a decent dm whereas if you're playing it with like someone being sort of the dm uh it and it being sort of a competitive board game it can be uh you can kind of get into i think what kind of could happen in something like a descent where you know you would focus on somebody or just make somebody's day very very miserable and with the app it kind of just it spreads out the pain you know it and uh it it gives everyone a collective thing to hate <coughs> without ha- hating somebody at the table yeah and, and for a game like this it always feels almost like D light you know a good little intro step maybe uh into you know very very light role playing but uh you know it does mix things up a little because in, in some of the later missions like one of them is you know without spoiling too much um basically a a tavern whodunit mystery where there's no real fighting. You're just talking to people uh, without trying to like play your hand that you're looking for somebody. And then it's it's up to you to choose somebody from a list to basically accuse. There's no, you know, skill test or anything. It's just who do you think you did? That's pretty cool. That's not bad. This definitely reminds me of uh, the other fantasy flight offerings like <laughs> Descent, Mansions oh, yeah. of Madness. Like they're they're all it's I have a hard time seeing 
a vast difference. It, they all feel kind of like an evolution. Yeah. Rather than like a straight up, like, yeah, there, there's no like vast difference, but it, it, each one kind of feels like they're building off one another. Yeah. I mean, each one does the, does like some things differently. Right. And it, it definitely has a different skin on it or a different flavor on it. But I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's all very, you know, like this is fantasy flight. This is what we do. We make, <laughs> yeah. we, we make these games and. I mean, they do a very good job of it, of course, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's only there's only so many times you can go back to the well before it's like, what, this again? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, it's, it's really good, <laughs> but this is this is like getting a, you know, like a like a steak sandwich. You know, you're like, man, love me some <laughs> steak, but there's only so much steak I can eat. I can't wait till your review scale uh, evolves into you just comparing different sandwiches. Yes. True. Is true. this like a ham sandwich <laughs> or a steak sandwich? That's it. Well, we're getting there. No, no, no. Tuna. Yeah, just wait till we get to egg salad. God help me. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, it, it is it is interesting that you mentioned that because uh, I think two the two main designers of this uh, both worked on Descent version 2. They were the two leads on that and the app with that one mm-hmm. and with Imperial Assault and the app development for the campaign in that one. Uh, it really shows <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's 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 very like plain as day. You can you can tell that this is something that they've that they've done before that they know what they're doing like. But at the same time, there's there's very little new here. Mm-hmm. I think the main difference would be sort of, well, I guess the card system is sort of their main departure from their previous dice-based systems. Yep, absolutely. Which is, a, it's a nice little system. I like I agree. having that a, uh, is it kind of, a, it, it's a nice way to have basically custom dice without having to fill your game with expensive custom dice. Yeah, well, I mean, you're talking to like the founding member of I Hate Dice not so anonymous <laughs> like uh, you know like, like you know like like the the card system the card system is is probably one of the things that makes me be like yes this one over the other ones you know what i mean yeah oh for sure like i think what really makes it work really well is the scouting at the beginning of a round like the fact that you can kind of stack your deck almost is very cool and like it it takes it from being just uh you know like a dice replacement which is what i think rune rune wars or rune rune something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. basically try to do yep but it's you know that that being able to say like looking at your thing and saying like well i know that i need some successes um if you flip over two cards, maybe they're really good cards to prepare, but if they have the two like success symbols on them, you might just decide to stick them on top of your deck because that's just that will work out for you when you need to go and start stabbing up an orc. Sometimes them orcs just need to be stabbed up. So out of yeah, I mean we've played I've played Imperial Assault, I've played a ton of Descent back when it was like one person just like getting hated on for two and a half hours. Uh, man, man, I miss those days sometimes. <laughs> oh, there's nothing better than just you and three of your buds just high-fiving as you just ruin somebody's evening. As long as they're cool with it. I, I recall I recall them being cool with it, but uh, I haven't played the second edition. Um, played Imperial Assault a little bit. I really I, I really thought the uh, the card system was just a, a, a breath of fresh air i think it i think it helped to add a lot of customizability as well as like uh 
you know, the, the scouting aspect of things as well as, uh, you know, having, having that control over what's going on. And I mean, I know deep down it's not really any control because it's, it's all just like, there's only like three or four successes in there anyway. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's basically like rolling a die, but it still feels different, which I think is a very cool aspect to this. It yeah. feels significantly more deterministic and that is everything. Even just the illusion of being more deterministic is a hundred times better than rolling a die, needing one out of six and just being like, well, didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. And even with the level up mechanic, um, I think the way it works is like the lower cost cards have no successes on them. The middle cost cards have uh, the sort of the fate tokens on them. And then the high cost ones all have successes. And so it becomes sort of a balance you kind of got to do a little bit of deck building and it always becomes a balance when that scout rolls up. Like Tom said, and it's like, well, this one's really good, but I also am surrounded by orcs and I could really just use that success. So I'm just going to put that on top rather than just come on seven. <laughs> Daddy needs to not die. That's it. <laughs> the other thing that I really appreciated about this one that I don't think, I don't know. I don't remember it coming through playing Imperial Assault or Mansions of Madness. All right, that's the other one. Um, is like, I really liked the journey part of things. Like, I really got a feeling for, and I, I think this would be a lot better in person again. Like, you could mm-hmm. make a night out of this sort of thing and put on some, I don't know, again, weird pan flute music or something. <laughs> just, just fucking watch Lord of the Rings. God knows it's oh, long man. enough. Oh, man. Uh, and just like, you know, you're, you're reading through the app and it's like telling you about all these places that you're exploring. And I mean, you, you get a feeling for kind of what is going on there. Uh, whereas I don't remember getting that in either of like Imperial Assault or, I mean, Mansions of Madness is also its own like goddamn crazy nightmare. So, uh, (laughs) I don't expect that one to be evoking, uh, feelings of peace and exploration. No, usually claustrophobia and horror. But yeah, I thought it did a really good job of just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just explaining like generating a feeling right of you and your buds going out on a fellowship to go find some orcs and teach them what's what. Yeah, in that same vein of telling the story, like one of the things I like about this one is that it fills the area with like the search tokens, and a lot of them can just be like just straight up world building things rather than you know gonna make you stronger like a super item or you know sword in the stone or something it's you know like when we first started uh there was just some some leaves in a basket and we were all just checking it out trying to figure out what these leaves were and then it's just like (laughs) oh oh they were just some some nice lovely tea leaves and they reminded me of home and gave me just a little bit of hope in this journey and i'm just like oh that's that's nice we might all die here and be overwhelmed with orcs because we just wasted two turns trying to look at figure out what these leaves are but you know what that's nice (laughs) yeah i definitely think it falls into a category right of let's build a night around playing this game or several nights because you're you know you're you're linked into uh lord of the rings enough that you're going to get some enjoyment out of it i think it's i think that's you know where where it's uh utility is right you build a few uh um you build a few game nights around it you make it like a recurring thing and sort of get through it with your with your friends and have a good time adventuring around i think that's i think that's what it's for and i think it does a really good job and i don't know i'm a sucker for it oh same i'm, I'm a sucker for these fantasy flight app-based campaign games <laughs> uh gotta collect them all right but do you really need them all that that, this is where i sit on this whole thing like do do you really need them all i don't think you do 
Yes, 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 you do. Because they all have like, different I mean, flavors. It, See, sometimes like it's a good game, but like, do we need a little, all of them? You want a little Star Wars, a little blaster, a little pew pew, and then you know sometimes you want some pan flute and uh, walking <sighs> across New Zealand, and then other times you want to be afraid in a house. Yeah, I want all of those things, but just at different times. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's very true. Mean, um, uh, you can do uh, Imperial Salt in kind of a shorter form thing. Uh, and just do a skirmish game so it's got some modularity there Uh, i like mansions because it's just a straight one-off it's going to take a while but it's just you know you all sit down you have one adventure and then that's it sometimes not everyone can commit the next you know half a year to finishing off a campaign game or you know two or more years uh if you're playing gloomhaven (laughs) so i'm going on uh, like five at this point so yeah yeah. Uh, and so this one, I think it does a good job at keeping it, you know, just a nice, relatively short campaign. I think it's got 14 scenarios plus a few side quests you can do. Um, and it does a good job at keeping them sort of modular because no matter win or lose, you push forward to the next mission and whatever you did or did not do in that last mission will carry on throughout the campaign. So it does add a, actually quite a bit of replayability that you don't get in a lot of other ones. That happens in uh, Imperial Assault too, doesn't it? Like, Yeah. Um, I think to a lesser extent with the app, it does. Okay. It's it's been a it's been a while since I played Imperial Assault. Almost like mm, two plus years for no yeah. reason would I know that time range. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, Ooh. well, the, you know, it's it's become the other c word that no one can say. Um, it just yeah, like it. it I, I I recall I I just seem to recall there being like a you know the game the game moves on no matter what in Imperial Assault yeah it does Imperial Assault too like I don't know I haven't played much of the co op game uh, but Imperial Assault is another one where like you are one person is playing as the Sith mm-hmm, running the mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. um and and the way that works not to get too much into Imperial Assault, is you like pick a scenario that you guys want to play through. You like pick the beginning, you pick the end, and then sort of fill the middle in with some of these other scenarios mm. that you play through to completion. And I haven't gotten through one of those. But yeah, it's it's like a it's like another it's like another set of one offs, right? Like you do that and then you can start a new a new campaign. And I I, I think the I think the app is also quite short. Like the um They're about six missions, I think, but the app. Yeah. And it's you know it it, it it is like the proto Mansions of Madness app, right? It's not definitely doesn't have much going on for it, right? So okay, it it's there to give your copy of Imperial Assault that you've already like run train on <laughs> a new lease on life. Okay, okay. Or if you're just like you know playing with a couple of people and you don't want to just like hate each other for the rest of the night as someone is constantly dropping walls on you or whatever. <laughs> This this game really spoke to me. Like again, fantasy dork, um, fully co op. Like it having sort of this overarching campaign. It's one that I'd uh, definitely definitely try again. Uh, did you have any other any other thoughts, Adam? I feel this like I feel this uh, lukewarmness from you. Like a it just well, like a like, like a reheated. I don't know something like a reheated steak sandwich. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like like I said, the game's fine. It's a good game, but I just I feel like I've done this before. Like I, I feel, you know, it, it, it's and this is going to sound kind of weird, but um, I think out of all of the fantasy flight games, which again follow a very very similar recipe, 
Uh, you know, that being Descent, Imperial Assault, Mansions of Madness, and now this Lord of the Rings journey to Middle Earth or whatever it's called. Um, of of the four of those, I, I actually think I prefer Mansions of Madness the most out of, you know, just just as I as I think about it, it's just because like, I don't know, I felt that the I felt that the the app was the strongest in that one. Not to say that this one wasn't good. It was. Um but uh, yeah, I just I, I think that just Mansions of Madness would be would be my my take out of the four of them. Now, with that being said, like I you know it's, it's not a terrible game. It's just kind of just kind of more of the same. Mansions definitely has the uh, benefit of being able to throw some like pretty whack shit at you. So I think that's oh, yeah. probably I, I think that's what speaks to me too. It's just like this is fucking bizarre. <laughs> like yeah, and I'm living for it. Like bring, bring me the tentacles, <laughs> baby. You touch the door. The door is all eyes. Yeah, Take six damage. What? what? <laughs> oh, God. Ah. You're now insane. That's it. Here's a special card. Well, plus, like, I just remember the game we played, and I spent, you know, like, my turn. You guys are off fighting some sentient kitchen table or something. And I'm like, hey, check it out. It's a stack of papers. I'm going to go rummage through them. Like, you know, you mentioned that. And, and with the tea leaf thing, like, I really think that your MO is just spending a lot of time rustling through useless <laughs> shit. Maybe if you did a little bit less of that and more of the trying to help us out, maybe these campaigns wouldn't be so long. Oh, that's fair. You know, you make a good point. <laughs> But this, but this drawer filled with papers. It's it gotta have something, something in. in it. Like there could be anything in this what drawer. The, yeah. What if the, what if the <laughs> drawer is full of eyeballs? Like I gotta find out. Uh, Jesus. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anything else? No. That's you know. It's it's really it. Yeah. It's you know. I definitely get where you're coming from. Like it is like more of the same in mm. a lot of ways. Uh, again, if you're not like plugged into Lord of the Rings, like it, at least a little bit, you're probably not gonna wonder why it's so special that you're playing bilbo right <laughs> like yeah yeah what do i give a shit this guy sounds like a real wiener right and uh so i think there's a few caveats there like you got to be in it for at least an hour uh you got to be sort of fantasy adjacent in your fandom um like i don't think anybody's not heard of lord of the rings honestly It'd be hard at this point i think but if you are like like i am um and this is getting into our reviews like this is a game i would definitely keep around if i had it um like my reviews are usually on a keep or not keep sort of thing uh because i have too many games but if i did have this game it's one that i i probably couldn't get rid of in good conscience because it just hits a lot of the boxes that that i i yearn for on a day-to-day basis is like a fun story hanging out with your buds uh fighting against a common enemy you know music playing in the app just this feeling of lonely exploration driving towards a common goal and you know having your innocent looking bard character slit up a bunch of orcs while legolas watches on in horror you know there's a lot of like fun little moments that come out of it and like the fact that it's the app based game means that like justin said there's some surprises in there so you know there's 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 things to enjoy and like if i had this i would definitely keep it around if you're into Lord of the Rings shit and you have an extensive amount of disposable income and you're not already sick of this, I'd 
tell you to probably check it out. Again, like it's unfortunately kind of long, but it's not as long as some others, right? Um, but it is expensive and, you know, that's that's not nothing. It's also like in Fantasy Flight style, just in a gigantic box. So if you ha- don't have the space to, I don't know, house this thing like a another child in your house, like I don't know, I don't know if it'd be a worthy investment. But, you know, for me, uh, I, I enjoyed our playthrough. I definitely play it again. Um, and yeah, I had a, I had a good time and I, you know, it's just, it's Lord of the Rings and, uh, fantasy, fantasy, fantasy journeys and stabbing orcs. I love it. I love this stuff. Uh, Adam, what did you, what's your, what's your review going to be on a scale of, out of how many sandwiches? Would it be like, uh, what's, what's a cheese sandwich is like a one is a cheese sandwich or, <laughs> or is, no, no, like a one would definitely be egg salad. Like egg salad okay. is the, oh, just a not good man and I, you know and, and i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that and that's fine just at me on twitter it's fine we'll my talk. mom is gonna be calling you about that that's that, right that about about right says yeah i don't know i'm not egg egg salad man fuck like a fried egg salad sandwich is good a fried egg sandwich excellent egg salad not good uh twitter at me um but as for this game uh, it's it's good like it's a good game right it's lord of the rings i too am am kind of like you know like i have i read lord of the rings yes i've read the books i've watched the movies i've you know like dreamt of being frodo or something i don't not really like (laughs) oh yeah oof (laughs) no that was being frodo not being with frodo like oh oh no (laughs) yeah it's good it's it's very it's very palatable if you're if you're a Lord of the Rings fan you're going to get a lot out of it if you're a an adventure RPG fan you're going to get like a good amount out of it um for me that's already played that's already played Descent Imperial Assault Mansions of Madness like I said before, earlier in the episode I think Mansions of Madness is my my personal favorite of the three of them um it just it just is <laughs> like it, it it just is and uh and I will continue to appreciate Mansions of Madness. Um, with that being said, I mean this this is like a it's a seven and a half. Like it's it's good. It's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's not really it just feels like more of the same. I guess that's the only thing. If you've if you've played the descents, if you've played the the Imperial Assaults, if you like them, then you need to have a real conversation with yourself of like, do I really need another one? That's that's all I'm trying to say. And you know what the answer to that is, Adam? Uh, tell me, Justin, what is the answer to that? You do need another one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> At least if you're me. I, yeah, I don't, for whatever reason, uh, Fantasy Flight sort of campaign style games, be it Lord of the Rings, Imperial Assault, or uh, Mansions of Madness, or even, well, I, I never actually play any of the earlier Descents, but I am looking forward to trying out the new one, um, even though it is crazy expensive. Wait, uh, wait, wait, what? What new one? The Journeys into Descent. Is that like third edition or? or? Sort of, yeah, sort of third edition, sort okay. of not quite third edition. I think it's being billed as like the fully co-op experience of Descent. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's correct. Whereas all the other ones are built around like you're you pick your one scumbag friend and make them the DM, and then you go kick the shit out of him by shooting a thousand arrows at his dudes. 
<laughs> all right, I mean, yeah, well, that's a that's a thing. I remember doing that in Imperial Salt all too well. Just giant cats Good everywhere. Times. They were Good so times. mean. Uh, and like with that, like I, I've kind of built up sort of that 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 gameplay style that Fantasy Flight kind of games have. And with that being said, like this one doesn't really have any crazy surprises if you're if you've played any of the previous titles. But it's still it, it's kind of a, an evolution. It, it builds on all of those, and with a fully co-op thing, I feel like it's easier to bring people to the table and keep them there because I know a lot of people will feel picked on on either side of the table playing sort of the all versus one games. It's very easy to do that when you start getting a little competitive. And I like the length of this one because I really enjoy mansions for being one-offs and I felt like Imperial Assault uh, was a little short. It kind of felt like you were just kind of getting into it and then it would end with only six missions. So with 14 scenarios, like uh, mostly I've been playing with my brother and uh, we still haven't finished it. And But I'm having a really good time and I kind of remember sort of like some epic fights and uh, Frodo sneaking into somebody's tent and just stabbing him to death uh, because he's a straight up murderer, uh, which, you know, it just doesn't show in the movies, right? And, uh, and then also completely messing up a few things and having to sort of deal with with those throughout the campaign and you know being able to look back i'm like oh yeah i remember that guy he, he got away and we thought we, he was a good guy and it's like oh i remember that box you know, of so leaves it's got, nice, uh, <laughs> it's got some nice little like twists and turns and uh i, I don't know i really enjoy it i it is uh it is about i think uh, retails about a hundred dollars us but you mean jesus there are there are a lot there are quite a few um used copies you can find for half that price out in the wilderness and uh i don't know i, I really enjoy it i think you get quite a bit of value out of it um you're probably looking at at least 28 hours if you play through it once more if you have more players and more if you play through it a second time um it has two expansions one large one digital uh to kind of breathe a little bit more life into it and also a little bit more cash but uh you know whatever and uh yeah no i i really enjoy it i it's a game i'm gonna keep i'm not gonna throw this one away uh or sell it so it's mine and uh it's mine <laughs> it's mine it's my precious. Uh, so it's it's a solid recommendation if you are looking for a average length campaign game and uh, you know can find you know I mean you can play this solo, uh, but I always feel like a board game is best enjoyed with company. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's about all I have to say about that. All right, cool. Um, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you like this kind of thing, we have lots of episodes. We've been making them for like over a year now, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and uh, and if you like this sort of thing as well, you can sort of help us out by liking, subscribing, sharing around. It'd be fantastic. If you have any constructive feedback or you want to uh, give us any recommendations or anything, uh, you can hit us up at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can also find me at Team Rage Tom, and you can tell me, uh, I don't know, their favorite harp music or something. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to steal Justin's thing, but I'm just not very good at it, I guess. Uh, Justin, do you have anything to uh, plug? Or Well, hey, I mean, I guess I can plug myself a little. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to get a hold of me uh, at Don't Trust Justin. Why don't you reach out and tell me who your favorite halfling is or hobbit? 
How about you, Adam? Uh, you can catch me on social media at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. Um, you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win. Uh, again, my schedule is completely defunct at the moment. So leave that little bell on, get some notifications. I pop on every now and then, although it is rather sparse. Um, yeah, you can, you can at me and, and help me figure out how I'm going to convert my my rating scale to sandwiches <laughs> uh maybe i'll make a poll i'm gonna make a poll on twitter about sandwiches uh how oh fucking God. weird oh what a what a time to be alive all oh, the power of the uh the power the power of the internet at our fingertips and we're gonna make a poll about sandwiches Let's uh but there crazy. it is <laughs> So come check it out. Yeah. And uh, if you're in the Calgary area, um, Canadian Thanksgiving's coming up. One last FTW barbecue event before uh, the season kind of shuts it down. Also, the Canadian winter really shuts it down. So <laughs> check it out if you're in there. If you're in yeah, the area. It's good. It's good food. Get it. Get it. Get it, Adam. For that food. I'm just imagining if you manage to get like this whole sandwich rating scale thing figured out before Debbie comes back <laughs> and you just like bust out next week with like this weird sandwich rating scale <laughs> that she's never heard of. <laughs> it, it would fit within our less existent theme, but I mean, early on the constantly evolving review scales. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I mean, it's definitely like egg salad is, is for sure the, the for, one. For sure. For sure. Egg salad. Yeah. For sure. And a ham ham sandwich is like a five, probably. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty middling, very middling. And so I'm trying to think of like what the high-end sandwich would be. Where would a BLT stand? It's pretty good. BLT is higher than a ham sandwich, That's I'll tell true, you that. It's yeah. like a seven, maybe. And we're not yeah. talking like like weird sandwiches. We're not talking like someone putting like a bitter melon in between two pieces of bread or no, something. No, 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 no. We're talking no, like no. actual sandwich. Right, no. Exactly. It has to be like a legitimate sandwich. Oh, cucumber sandwiches, like those tea sandwiches. Oh, those um, are, oh man, those. Two? Like they're, they're fine. That's like a four. That's got to be under the, it's got to be under the ham. At just least, because like. At least you get a benefit of like, well, I'm eating something healthy in a cucumber. Right. But I mean, I'd rather just eat a cucumber. Yeah, yeah. It's a bread. I don't need the bread for that. You know, we're going to have to do some research and case studies here. He's got to, he's got to find fucking 10 sandwiches to <laughs> make this work. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. You can get like a Reuben, you know, a uh, Montreal smoked meat. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like, honestly, I think like off the top of my head without giving it a ton of thought, I think like the, the, the 10 out of 10 sandwich is an Italian nightclub sandwich from Jimmy John's with hot peppers. Oh my God. <sighs> That's it. That's where it's at. If we had a Jimmy John's in Canada, I promise you, I would put that owner's children through college with the amount of sandwiches I would get. that restaurant right up. Ah, Jimmy John's is like, it puts Subway to shame. Jimmy John's, please sponsor it. Subway. That's what, that's the barometer you're going with? That's like your, that's your scale is off of, yeah, it puts. That's the only like sub shop we have I up could here. put fucking Quiznos. Subway to shame. Quiznos doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they're gone. They're it dead. Not really. Yeah. Not really. I don't, I think there might be like a couple here and there, but they're like, they're like blockbusters at this point just like yeah. a couple so it's couple. like taco bell right like there's they lost the sub wars good luck trying to find taco bells in the city outside of not that i'm really looking for yeah, taco North, bells northeast northeast but calgary like outside uh, of the mall like northeast calgary forget it on 32nd avenue there's one down that's it that's the only one i can think of wow this got real <laughs> off the rails uh yeah i was wondering if we should do the outro and then have the aside no, i think this is this is working out <laughs> no you can just roll this right in this is like we can really, yeah. just have really this, good. this is <laughs> 
<laughs> this is like blooper reel shit right there. You know, like thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again, and uh, and we we love you. Bye. Bye. See you in Middle Earth.